0: Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome your sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day intensive workshop for men seeking to overcome sexually addictive behaviors. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery. Your experts have over 35 years of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY.
1: Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to be part of our next intensive coming up July 11th through the 13th. So call us today at one eight hundred forty nine purity, or visit gatewaymen.com. dot
0: Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio.
1: Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with Stephen. Stephen, how are you? I'm blessed. Thank you. Excellent. Well, uh, we did one—you know—pulled one of our fast ones last week, where you know about three quarters of the way through the program, we realized, hey, this is going to be a two-part uh, two-part program because we really only got through the first paragraph of this <laughs> this article that we had brought up last week, which. The article is entitled Healthy Attachment Aids Addiction Recovery, and it's in the, the Menninger uh, Spring 2014 newsletter. And the authors of this article are uh, Michael Grote and John O'Neill. And so we started talking about that last week. Uh, we got a little bit off the article, but I think really helped with some insightful, uh, comments about, uh, about attachment and how, uh, men and women especially, uh, Maybe misfire in terms of, of really attaching because attachment is such an emotional thing rather than just a, a heady logical thing. And so, Stephen, I guess we're going to try to continue on this week and see what we can do to maybe help our our listeners understand attachment a little bit better and 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 maybe how they can uh, start to uh, repair maybe some some issues in their relationships regarding. How to attach, and especially how attachment uh, affects recovery, because that's kind of what the article is really all about.
2: Yes, thank you for that introduction. And if you didn't listen to last week's show, go back and listen to that one. I think that was just full of good stuff. I think that's going to be a very popular show because it's so insightful. And that's a counselor talking. Going, I love it when there's an aha moment, and that one is full of them.
1: Well, see so. the and and just so you'll know the, the I think the the reason that Stephen liked that so much is because because uh, I got something.
2: No, I got something too. No, no but no, I mean, no.
1: but I mean, really, the to me, what I got out of that that broadcast was your, you know, how you had talked about okay, just you're you're ignorant, you don't know something, but what you don't know, you can know. And then how the guys in the article talk about it as being, having open minded curiosity in when you're, when somebody's sharing emotion and really trying to mm-hmm. attach having, and that's, that was a real takeaway for me because I realized I'm not good at that in mm-hmm. my marriage. And I'm realizing, oh, aha, that's, that maybe why sometimes my wife and I misfire in our mm-hmm. communication is because I'm coming purely from, you know, logical Jonathan. And my wife is coming from. I need you to hear me, sort of just throw up my emotions.
2: And I love what happened after the show. I've got to tell everybody now. And Jonathan says, and you listen to a woman, and she just talks about emotions. She goes on and on about this and that, and hurt and feelings. And it's like I think to myself, we just wasted thirty minutes. <laughs> that was. Just, I hope that's okay that I say yeah. that because it's so insightful that. That that's it, and that's what causes a sense of the the difference between male and female, right? And we we tend to be logical, so production oriented, yeah. And, let's and sometimes... get done. I've got two or three things to do. Let's get moving. Don't sit here. And all she wants to do is sit there, and, and it looks like wallowing. It yeah, that's what it looks like, right? It's not, it's cleansing and healing and right. And that's where I
1: think for, for those guys out there that might can resonate with, with my personality and my, my, uh, take on this is that that's where that open-minded curiosity could help because rather than thinking about it as like, well, that was 30 unproductive minutes. Yes. It could be that was 30 minutes of my wife cleansing, my wife, you know, sort of getting out what she needed to get out. Yes. Healing and, and telling and me hearing. Now, and this bonding. may not, this, this may not be, you know, appropriate, but my, the, where my mind, where, where <laughs>
2: tell my, us, Jonathan, tell where us.
1: my mind goes in this that I think is helpful for me. And, and guys, you can write into me and tell me if this is helpful <laughs> for you. And, and, and here's the secret, guys. You don't have to tell your wife that this is what's going on in your mind, but maybe when you're in the, that 30 minutes of her cleansing and you being curious yeah. and all that, Think of it like your wife needs an oil change
2: for her soul, A maintenance for her soul. That's good.
1: And so that may help you with the with the struggle of was this productive? Was this did this do anything? Is she needed an oil change for her soul? Yeah. And so it was productive. It may you might not have seen anything on the surface. That's good. But yeah, no, that's her engine's going to run better. The, she's going to be you know she's going to happier, high that's performance, right. yeah. more
2: energy, feel valued. She got to talk to you. Yeah. The other way to look at it is making an offering to God. Mm -hmm. When you want to go and you want to do and you've got other things and you're busy and you can solve this in two minutes, if she would just let you tell her what to do, two minutes we could have this all cleared up, but now it's going to take 25 minutes of her telling the story. If you could say offering, offering to God, I'm patient, and this is my patient offering to God. I'm going to sit here quietly before God. God is working on His daughter. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna participate. And this is offering, offering, offering. Because I really think lots of times we do stuff that we don't need, but somebody else does. Mm-hmm. And this is like a gift to the Father.
1: And you know what? That probably without you, maybe even knowing it, is I think hugely important because what you just said I think hits a, hits one of these issues that makes it so difficult for for men and addicts especially to attach is we think only in terms of what's good for me mm. what what do i need what do i want mm. and i mean you you here we go again steve with another huge insight is if you can start to see the idea of attachment <clears throat> that yes there's a, there's i mean we need to attach. We're made for attachment All as hum, in the human race. In the biblical We equation are made for relationship. Oneness, yeah. oneness, right? Yes. We're made for relationship. But sometimes, even within those relationships, there are times where it's not about us, quote-unquote, attaching. It's about what that other person needs. And so that's huge, I think, that you touched on there about Sometimes we need to have we need to have an, an attitude of sacrifice and service to our spouse, to our friends, to our neighbors. That say, I'm going to let them spill their guts. I'm going to let them do what they need to do, like
2: you said, as an offering to God, but
1: also as a service to them,
2: because yes. that's what they need. Yes, you know, a question that that might be helpful when you find yourself in a, in a stressful situation is. What, what's happening here that's stressing me out? And, and what am I getting that I don't want? What, you know, what's happening? What am I not getting that I'm getting irritated? Because you're just being who you are and it's irritating me. And so if I could say, well, you know, why am I being irritated? What do I want in this moment? Because if you, if you go inside, I think it's more helpful for you to sort of do quiet work, um, on yourself. Instead of, like, tolerance, okay, I'll be tolerant, okay, I'll set 25 minutes, okay, you get this gift. But it's like, how come this is stressing me out? Right? I wonder what's going on. Because, remember, we have to be students of ourselves.
1: So help us understand, I mean, this is
2: still, I think, all in the context
1: of healthy attachment here. What might be some conclusions that a guy would come to if he's starting to, you know, if he is irritated? and I mean, would it be... I have solutions. I'm ready to go. Or? Why doesn't
2: she just be quiet? Why, why did not she let me fix this so we can get on? I want to do what I do. I want to do my strength. I don't want to do my weakness right now. Okay. I, I don't want to slow down. Why do I have to slow down? The, the distress in me is trying to educate me about something. And so maybe the open-minded curiosity could also be me. Why am I stressing right now? Why am I talking? She's telling a story. doesn't have to do with me. It has to do with her boss and her job and her work. All she wants me to do is stay. But why is it so stressful for me to stay? Because because I don't know what to do. Because it's all about emotions, right? It's slowing down. Emotions require that we slow down. They're sort of sloppy. They repeat the story. And in the end, did anything really get fixed? You have two gifts. Here's the two things. Tell your boss they're a jerk and don't talk to you like that. And I'm going to say, here are my tools. Take my tools. Take my They don't want me to. They just want to talk. And and now it becomes stressful because it's like, (laughs) I'm even being helpful. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. You're forcing me into the very thing I ran away from as a child. Feeling. Yeah. Being. Sitting. Quieting. Stillness. It's like, I I gotta do something because that's where a lot of the pain and confusion came from. Okay. So in this article, he says, People who struggle with this insecure attachment have difficulty in engaging in a recovery process. So if you don't attach well, your your recovery is going to be difficult. And I want to go back to something they said earlier that I skipped intentionally. Because he says healthy attachment is like health protection. Mm -hmm. You want to protect your own health? Bond well with others. And how would we say this? Go to group. Get around group, get other ideas, listen to other people, get information. So healthy attachment is health protection. It's overall emotional health protection. And you know what I think
1: is important about this and just, and, and where this is leading in terms of recovery is, don't you think that sometimes, uh, you know, we've said it before many times is that, like you had mentioned, this is the problem beneath the problem. Yes. You know that 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 really the attachment issue is what's ultimately manifesting itself in whatever addictive behaviors might be out there.
0: You're listening to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Visit us on the web at puresexradio.com. Well, and
1: you know what I think is important about about this is you know a lot of times in recovery, it tells us you know, you're it's all about not doing, right? So, so we see addiction and it's real behavioral and it's saying you're doing all these things that are wrong and unhealthy and blah, 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 and it's about don't, don't, and then recovery is about don't, just don't do those things. Well, if you look over here under addiction and we're saying, well, wait a second, the problem behind the problem is this attachment disorder or, or not being able to attach well, then maybe what if we switched over on the recovery side and said maybe recovery isn't only about not doing certain behaviors. Maybe it's actually the the solution behind the solution in recovery is learn to attach well. In other words, it's a shift. it's It's a mindset shift in recovery that says maybe it's not about not doing. Maybe it is about doing something in attachment.
2: Yes. yes. And I
1: think that's a key because so many times we it's real easy for guys to just get only locked in a mode that says recovery is just about managing behaviors, not doing that, having all your boundaries in place. And guess what? Those are all good things. It's good to not look at porn and to not have a fair, you know, but if you stop there, this is why we see so many guys, six, eight, 12 months into recovery, they're not doing that. And oh, the real growth, and is their is wives below. are saying, "Our marriage still sucks." Yeah, you know, because they're not engaging the the reco- the recovery beneath the recovery, which is learn to attach.
2: You know, it's funny is that we were doing groups, and we thought if we get guys to stop looking at porn and stop isolating themselves and doing fantasy and self stimulation, all that stuff, that they would then go home and engage their wives. And we had wives calling in saying, well, my husband's not doing what he used to do, but he watches TV in one room and I watch TV in the other room and we don't have a happy marriage. But he's not being stupid anymore. It's exactly what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. He's not doing porn, spending hours on the computer, escaping, fantasizing, looking at material, buying material. But he's not a t- He stopped that, but he didn't engage his wife, which is the, the issue beneath it, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, That's why wives will go, I'm still lonely. He's doing better, but I'm still lonely. And that's what you're saying is it's attachment thing. And so the article says, you know, health comes from good attaching. Well, isn't that the church? And isn't that community? And didn't we see that in Christ? And he had some followers. He had 12. Then he had three. And, you know, he didn't go on his ministry alone, right? He was always Mm -hmm. connected in community. So the article goes on to say that, If you look at a healthy population, two-thirds of them demonstrate good, healthy attachment. But it says if you look at addicts, okay, you're going to find two-thirds of the people who suffer from addiction have an insecure attachment style. So two-thirds of the people that have addictions, we already know that about 70% of them have had some trauma in their life. And from that, they detached. Trauma cause you to go take care of yourself, shut down emotionally, take care of yourself, and develop a detachment style. And so you practice...
1: I think it's interesting how they describe that, an insecure
2: attachment style. Versus a secure. Yeah. That's the difference.
1: Well, I think about that because I think of, you know, know, um, well, I guess my first... I understand what you're saying between insecure and secure, but my first inclination... When I read that, was the idea of insecurity? Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, every addict has has learned at some point how to perform. You know how to present, right. how right. to present an image that is acceptable in whatever environment they're in. And as soon as I read that insecure attachment style, I thought, wow, that that's the idea of insecurity. The the idea of saying, I need to do something. I need to present something to you. That makes me acceptable to you. Mm. Forget about whether it's the truth. I need to do something that makes you look at me and smile and say, you're OK. You're yeah. you're fine. I accept you. And And so you can see why then it's so difficult for addicts to truly attach because secure attachment, real attachment is saying, I'm going to present me to you as I am. And then we're going to learn to bond it that way. But but the addict says, "I'll present to you ten percent of me, the the part of me that I've crafted and molded and yeah. and made in a way that that in any environment anybody would accept." And then you you've got you've got everybody in relationship with that addict, including the addict, frustrated because it's not the real person. So the addict is frustrated because he's not feeling any sort of sense of real attachment the people who are connected to him mm-hmm. don't feel any sort of attachment because eventually the, the the walls crack right and things start to come out that they go whoa wait a second i i thought you were this and now you're that and, and yes
2: and you know the other the other interpretation of this insecure attachment is it's not like you never attach right right because remember the earlier show where you said i've got 10 indicators and we're really attached right mm-hmm. and it looks like attachment and so the dilemma is it's sort of insecure. Meaning it's not it's, stable. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's fluid, right? If I get too emotional, you pull back. And so what I thought was a tight bond that you're going to go wherever I need to go in a dialogue, you're going to, that insecure, it's, it's going to demonstrate that it's not secure and you got to pull back to survive.
1: And see, for me, the word that, the word that resonates with me more is bond bonding. Yeah. you know, And, 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 and for listeners, just take whatever word you need to use, because for me, the mental imagery connects with me better, because I think of, uh, you know, I've done a lot of construction with my father-in-law. We built our own house and all this kind of stuff. And so when I think of, let's say, attaching walls together, or attaching wood, and th- there's a, to me, I think of bonding, and especially like when you use certain glues and adhesives and things, you know, so to me, I think of this idea of, of secure attachment is what kind of fasteners are we using <laughs> mm-hmm. to bond these two individuals together? And and really of course that happens on an emotional and spiritual level.
2: Right, and they say insecure attachment, these people struggle with trust issues, being anxious when things get emotional, getting angry to take control of a situation, and being afraid of being known. Right? Mm-hmm. So So that's a dilemma is that I don't know if I can trust you or trust myself or trust the process because I'm anxious and I'll take control with anger, but I have fear in my being, but I can't let you know that because I don't really trust you. And it becomes this big circle of I better stay disengaged. Mm -hmm. And he said in this article, they say, if you ignore the attachment issue when you're in recovery, it's like a a flat tire on your car. Yeah, yeah, you you can go. You're not going very far. You're not going very fast. That wheel's going to turn, but you got a flat tire. Mm. So then
1: um, I I know our listeners are, are thinking at this point, well, what do you do to fix the flat? Where do you go? I mean, if... Let's say you, you do recognize, hey, yeah,
2: I, man, don't go to fixing yet. We're, we get, we got, well, we, we only time. have limited time. <laughs> <on> <laughs> okay. These can I go over to more Yeah. Three, go or so he says in this article, he said, if you've got this insecure or avoidant attachment style, how well are you going to do in recovery? When they say go to a, a group, go to a 12 step group, go to a recovery group, you know, get in there and be vulnerable, talk about yourself. You know, how, how well are you going to do? Well, it's going to be terrifying because you mm-hmm. don't trust. And that's what you get initially from these guys. I'm not going to group. I'm not going to tell me. Well, they say, I can do it alone. I can do it by myself, mm-hmm. right? So they downplay and minimize, and they overplay going it alone, and they underplay community, mm-hmm. church, unity, oneness, together, team.
1: Well, you see this in a lot of guys that basically say, you know, when, when the truth comes out, it's like their greatest fear in life is to just step into a room of other people that they need to share yes. their, their struggle with. And so, I mean, that's a huge hurdle. And I think that's what these guys in the article are, are acknowledging is saying, there's an importance to have some, some tenderness, some compassion, some understanding about that. Not in a, not in a sense that excuses them from having to do the difficult things. But you know what I mean? It's, it's different than saying, Hey, suck it up and go to group. Right. A- and saying, I understand how difficult this is going to be. It might be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life,
2: Ooh, but it's going to be a, on the other yeah.
1: side. It's going to be a good thing. So maybe having by understanding a person's attachment style. It can help to maybe have more grace and compassion toward them mm-hmm. when they come back into your office three weeks later and say, "I'm never going to group again," you know, because it was another traumatic experience for them because they're so.
2: Detached. But you know what? So, Most of the guys come back and it was good. Yeah, you I mean, is that your experience too? Yeah, they when are they finally get Yeah, it might take go.
1: them a month or two to
2: get to a place where they finally go <laughs> and in. And I the say, group. go in and don't talk. Don't yeah. say anything. Just listen. See if the other guys are safe. If they make sense to you just listen, don't talk it's too scary but after guys start talking you realize this is a safe place But see
1: even that even your instruction and in helping a guy, you're understanding we can already assume this guy has attachment issues yeah so there's compassion in that of saying listen I know you I know you're scared to do this but just go just go in don't make any noise don't don't rock the boat at all
2: and ask one question is this the purity group? Yeah, and then sit down, and then when the time's up, you can leave. That's, that's it. You know? That's <laughs> it. But by doing that, you face your fear, and this is part of the solution, right? I'm mm-hmm. to cover one or two more points. Sure. But, but now we're also doing solution because they say in there, you you know, in most programs they say get a sponsor. Well, look, if you have an attachment issue, do you want to go get <laughs> sponsor, a sponsor? Sponsor's Scary. Yeah. yeah, that's the opposite, and um, but but it's critical how you attach is critical, and assessing that. And, uh, because two-thirds of the folks that come in, they automatically, you know, they're gonna have this detachment style. Now, a third of them will come in and go, okay, I can get in there and be okay. But two-thirds of the people, I think we just ought assume the majority of the people in the room have a body issue. Have an issue attaching, yeah. and, and so that we're, we're in a room full of loners who mm-hmm. are dying alone.
1: Now, think about how this, Stephen, think about how this translates, because as you're saying that, I'm thinking, how does this translate into our churches at large? I mean, if they're saying here, um, you know, it says typically in most healthy samples of people, two-thirds demonstrate a healthy attachment. Okay, that's among the healthy. That means one-third of them don't. Right. Now, then when you go into the addict community, it's it's flipped. You know, two-thirds or more don't. So if we, and, and we know from statistics that roughly 50% of the men in church today have a current struggle with internet porn. Mm. Just start doing some of the math and you can realize that the majority of the men in our churches have an attachment issue, struggle. Mm. I think this is a very under-addressed area in the church at large. Right. Not just in addiction community, I mean, because obviously it has a very direct you know, there's a very direct connection to it in recovery because we've talked about that, about how, hey, listen, if you learn to attach he- in healthy ways, you can start to d- diminish or, or um, eliminate these compulsions to go do unhealthy things. But think about how, what the ramifications are of this if we were to start addressing this in the church at large.
2: In, a, in any class or any group. Right? Exactly. Because I had this couple come in and say, well, we, we're going to a marriage class. And it's really fun while we're there. But on the way home, my husband won't talk about it. Mm. Well, I mean, you you understand this is an attachment issue, right? Because if I talk to you and and you talk to me and we open up and we're curious about each other and we explore, well, bonding is going to occur. But why do you think we're in marriage class? We don't bond Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And so when we go, we go to church and they give us a good talk and we have a loner mentality and we go, yeah, yeah. That's good. I'm here and I'm doing what I can to attach, which is a great thing. But I think you're right. Underneath it, a lot of people are scared and it, it, life hasn't been safe and people have let them down and big trauma and little trauma and alone and trying to get through life. And that's why when you get into a relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. when you get into a good church, when you get in and you experience oneness is the biblical equivalence of this oneness you can just, your spirit just rest with the Father, right? And when you can get around healthy brothers, it's just restful. Mm-hmm. Because you know, they, I was in a group Tuesday morning and the guy said, whatever you hear and hear doesn't leave this room, this is a safe place for men. And then he got up and talked about his own personal struggles and he sat down and everybody else said, thank you for being honest because we're men, it's hard to be a man, we carry heavy loads, we have high expectations. And you know we've got to be the breadwinners, the writers, the protectors. We got to go out there and do, and and we got to come home the emotional bonders. And it's like sometimes some things we're not so good at. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I know that our listeners are. are I would imagine our listeners also are going to be wondering, okay you've been talking about attachment and how this applies to recovery how How do I begin to understand what my attachment style is mm. and so I would just recommend i mean uh we we did it before the show here just uh went on to Google and looked up relationship attachment style tests, and you know tons of uh you know, sites came up and just, you know, just maybe start going through some of that to find out There's different quizzes and assessments
2: out there. Just read about it. Put in attachment styles and just, yeah, we don't have one thing. We want you. Mm -hmm. And this is what I love about human beings. You just set them on a mission and God will direct their steps. Mm -hmm. So we say, you want to know more about healthy attachment, then please go on a mission, find a book, a website, a blog, a self-test, Go for it. And I think, too, it's important. I mean,
1: I I do think, especially in this uh, regard of of attachment or bonding, that uh, counseling can be immensely helpful because – you know, sometimes, sometimes I, I know that for for me, when I first started my recovery, one of the safest places I felt was in counseling, mm-hmm. because you you immediately know there's a confidentiality, privacy. There's mm-hmm. you're dealing with one individual, you're not in a group. You know, so yes, there's value to group. Go face your fears there. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in a counseling environment, a counselor can sort of help. Yeah, give you some good. momentum in this area because you don't have to be the one with all the answers and or even right. have all the questions. The counselors can help you do a that. The guy
2: came in and said, can I come in without my wife? I just want to talk. And when she's here, it's different. If there's three people in the room, it's different, right? right? But it's like a sacred thing. Can I really go in and talk about some stuff that I've been carrying and and so, you know, I'm, I'm pro-counseling, and if you, you know, I always suggest you interview your counselor, ask lots of questions, and make them put you at ease, you know, and then go in there and just unpack some things. Yeah.
1: Well, folks, if, if you would like some, some help along this journey, and especially with uh, learning how to attach um, in your recovery, please contact us. We have a network of counselors all across the country That can be helpful. We also have a network of groups all around the country
2: that can be helpful to plug in as well. And we have some material. Absolutely, yeah. So we can send you if you're interested in doing some couple work. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for being here, and we look forward to having you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast.
0: Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.